Hello and welcome back to the Born to Prosper Essential Guide Series. And we are starting a whole new section in this episode today, episode 25, Prosperous Value. One of the most important sections in the whole Born to Prosper journey is Prosperous Value. Proverbs 22, 29 says, Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. I want to say to you that God has got a great plan, a great future for your life. But it all also is attached to your value component. Jim Rohn says, which we'll hear in a few moments, Jim Rohn said that you get paid in relation to the value that you bring to the marketplace. So many people want to see their lives advance, move forward, prosper, but it is in direct correlation to your value. We're going to have a look at all of this in this whole section, how to discover your voice, how to develop your voice. Your voice is directly attached to your value. We're going to have a look at a whole lot of interesting things, the laws of exchange, what are you going to do to increase your value, knowing what to do to make you more valuable, your value is attached to your voice, uh, how, how to increase your value, discovering your voice, so many things. You have to buy the truth, so many things in this section that lies there. And hey, listen, this is going to be a game changer in the whole Born to Prosper series. So, Prosperous Value. Well, I can't wait to be with you in this next few episodes. And if you are finding value in these episodes, come on, share them with your world. I'll see you on the other side of this. Episode 25, Prosperous Value. The scripture verse I read to us in the introduction, Proverbs 22, 29. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. I want to say to you, as we launch out in these next few episodes in the section of Prosperous Value, I want to speak that over your life. And I want to say to you that as you excel in your work, as you develop your value component, as you're going to learn and discover in the section, I want to declare over you that you are going to stand before kings, not just a physical king in the sense of a king and a queen, but influential people, that your platform will increase because you get paid in relation to the value that you bring. And you will not stand before unknown men. You know, recently at the recording of this episode, Wimbledon has just was just crowned a new men's singles champion over this last while. And I was amazed to see at the ceremony or the trophy presentation that the king of his nation actually came to watch him play. Now, you might know who I'm speaking about. I'm not yet actually talking about the tennis player in as much, but this kid is 20 years old. He's the world number one, and he beat the previous world number one who's won the tournament six or seven or however many times. But the point I'm trying to make is that he was a 20-year-old kid playing on the biggest tennis stage in the world, and when he won the trophy, when he did the, the roundabout at the end, he walked in front and there was the king of his nation, the king of Spain, and he applauded this young 20-year-old, almost call him a boy, he's a man, but a 20-year-old young man uh, for winning this Wimbledon Tennis Championship. And again, that's what Proverbs 22, 29 says. Do you see a man who excels in his work? It's not an age thing, it's a value thing. He will stand before kings and he will not stand before unknown men. Now, as born-again Christians and as believers, we serve the King of Kings. We serve the Lord of Lords. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So we are with the King. And so we also stand before the King. And that's from a spiritual perspective. But what happens in the natural? How do we increase our income? How do we get raises? How do we make more profit? How do we earn more money in order to live this thing called life? And it's all attached to your value. So this whole section, we're going to cover a whole lot of things. Not something you're going to maybe listen to once, but you must listen to it a few times in order to get this into your spirit. And I want to say this as we set out, just to say congratulations on making the mature and bold decision 
to forgive yourself and the people that might have caused you hurt and pain in the past from our previous section because all of these sections are built up one upon the other. Sometimes we want to see our lives expand and grow and increase, but the reality is we're still holding on to so much hurt. And I want to say to you congratulations if you got value out of that section and you did actually make some key changes and let people go and set people free. Congratulations on doing that. And I want to say to you that God is only going to heal you and move you forward if there were areas in your life that you were dealing with. So remember that uh, section we dealt with as well is that I want to say to you that's over, it's behind you, and now we need to look forward to the, to the future. You're not going to look back anymore because you've made that conscious choice to forgive and let go. And so you're reaching forward to the dreams and the goals that you put into the box and because your greatest days are still ahead of you. You know, as my pastor, Pastor Ad Bosov always says, if God is your partner, dream big dreams. If God is your partner, then make big plans. And so we've got a big God. We serve a, a big God, the, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I want to say to you, don't doubt yourself. Don't undervalue yourself. If you undervalue yourself, you will undermine yourself, meaning you're going to jump way below your potential. And not because that's God's destiny for your life or God's will for your life. It's your own personal choice. And that's why I really just want to challenge you in this section as well. We're going to make big plans. We're going to dream big dreams. We're going to set big goals because God is a good God. And so I hope that you put those big plans and big dreams into your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, into your heart, and we're going to see great things. This is what Jeremiah 29, 11 says. The Bible says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So God knows the plans, but we must create the value. So the Bible said God's not confused. He's not the God, the author of confusion. So he knows the plans. He created you. He formed you in your mother's womb. But now we have to create the value with God's plan. The tennis player that I mentioned earlier, he didn't just arrive there because he liked tennis and won the tournament. He had to create the value. He's got to train. He's got to work hard. So we're going to look at all this in these sections that lie ahead. And very often people do not realize the importance of having to increase their value component in life. They just think God's going to maybe do it all for them. And yes, God is gracious and he gives us grace to maybe have a second chance or a third chance. But God doesn't pay your salary. God doesn't go to work for you in the morning. God doesn't dress you. God gives you life, oxygen, the ability to wake up to get dressed. But you still have to get dressed. You have to make that decision. God doesn't let you pass the exam. You still have to study. God doesn't do many things that he's given us the human ability to do. But he's with us in that process. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So don't doubt yourself when things get hard. Don't doubt yourself when things get tough. Don't start thinking that God has changed his plan for you because you're going through a turbulent season or you're going through a rough season. Very often I always say that frustration is always connected to information. And the level of your frustration is connected to the information that you either have or don't have. And if you are frustrated in an area, it means you've run out of information. And so you have to get more information. And we do that by seeking, knocking, asking, by pursuing so Jim Rohn said, like I said in the introduction as well, we get paid in relation to the value that we bring to the marketplace. Let me say that again. We get paid in relation to the value that we bring to the marketplace. So that means that the money a person gets paid is directly proportional to the value that they, their company, or you know another business, etc., that they can offer or bring to the marketplace. So the greater your value, the greater your earning potential. The greater your value the greater your earning potential. In chapter one, under Prosperous Principles, we had a look at the law of exchange. And we spoke about that the law of exchange is when we exchange our paper or credit money at the checkout counter for something of the same value in physical form. So there is no different when it comes to your personal value in life. 
the amount of money flowing into your bank account on a daily, weekly, monthly, or yearly basis is based upon or in direct proportion to your perceived or actual value that you bring as a person in the marketplace. I want to say that again. I want to reiterate that statement again. The amount of money flowing into your bank account on a daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly basis is based upon or in direct proportion to your perceived or actual value that you bring as a person in the marketplace. I use an example in the Born to Prosper book about Bentleys and Barcelona. You take the motor industry, for example, what makes a Bentley so much more valuable than an average sedan? Now, again, I'm not promoting Bentley. It just rhymes with Barcelona, so I decided to choose it. You might be thinking, why Bentleys? I was going to say BMW, but then I thought, no, I'll be uh, taken out for that. I just thought, let me just stay in the Bentley range. The answer is that the value the market is willing to pay for, for that vehicle. So both are cars and both form part of the motor industry. Both have a body, four wheels, seats, steering wheels, an engine. Yet for the one brand, you'll pay millions and for the other thousands. So look at sport. For one football player, a club plays, pays hundreds of millions to buy his services, and for another, only thousands. Both are in the football industry. Both play the same position. Both wear boots and soccer kits. Yet one has more value than the other. Again, I want to just refer back because it's fresh in my memory as I do this recording about Wimbledon and about this young champion, 20-year-old kid who just won Wimbledon. But I mean, he's going to go on, if it all goes well with his health and his everything, he's going to become a superstar of, of note like many of our previous greats have, have done in the sport. But you look at it when, again, he's 20 and he's earning millions of dollars. Why? Because he's winning tournaments and he's able to win. Why? Because he has that value. Now, I don't say everybody can be like this guy and everybody's going to have the same amount of tennis tournaments in the tennis game like Djokovic or Federer or whatever it is. There are sometimes just standout people that just are just unique. They're not going to, there's only one David and, and there's, only, there's only one Jesus and I understand that. But I say sometimes we accept the fact that well, I can't because this is who I am. But the question is, what have we done to increase our value component? And so I say this to us as well because if you look at the Bentley, Barcelona, soccer players, motor vehicles, you can pull it through to most industries. But why are some only willing to pay thousands for the same thing and millions for the other when it's the same thing in principle? And why is this? The opening scripture tells us that do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. So your ability to excel in an industry will cause you to stand out and be noticed. Your ability to solve problems for clients and others will give you value. Remember, people pay you in relation to the value that you bring to the marketplace. So Daniel is a great example in Scripture of being promoted and rewarded due to his value. The Bible says in Daniel 1.20, in the New Living Translation, whenever the king consulted them in any manner requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them ten times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. Notice, Daniel was not once or twice better. He was ten times better. In other words, Daniel was ten times more valuable than all the magicians and enchanters in the country. Why? Because he could solve the king's problems by interpreting his dreams where the others could not. Notice, it was his ability to know something or do something ten times better than others that brought favor upon his life. So what was the outcome for Daniel? Daniel 2.48 says, Then the king appointed Daniel to a high position and gave him many valuable gifts. He, he made Daniel ruler over the whole province of Babylon, as well as chief over all the wise men. See, value brings promotion, not only for you, but for everyone connected to you. 
So Daniel's favor opened up promotion for his friends also. In Daniel 2.49, it goes on to say, at Daniel's request, because when you have favor, it's not, you, start to have, you can open up doors for people because of your favor and your value. The king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be in charge of all the affairs of the province of Babylon while Daniel remained in the king's court. So he even got work for his friends. He managed to find work for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and that's what you can do. Your value opens up doors. Your value creates places that your family could never get to before because you are valuable. And that's one of the benefits of the blessing. So you never want to keep your value just to yourself. You want your blessed to be a blessing. And it's a great thing to help other people, to give people who have the, the resource or the means to help other people. And that all attached to your mindset as well, which you looked at prosperous thinking. What are you doing to increase your value? Why do you pay 10 times as much for one vehicle than another? Why does a football club pay 10 times as much for certain players than others? What's the difference? We now know their value component is higher than the other. And we also know that we get paid in relation to the value that we bring in the marketplace. So my question to us in this opening episode of this section, how valuable are you in the marketplace? When clients look for a product or a service or a company, are you the standout company? Are you the go-to name everyone refers to in your industry? Or are you just one of the many players in the industry that all get a similar amount of business than the others? So look what the Bible says in Proverbs 22 about the value of a good name. Proverbs 22.1 says, A good name earned by honorable behavior, godly wisdom, and moral courage, and personal integrity is more desirable than great riches, and favor is better than silver and gold. Wow, that's in the Amplified Translation. Let me read that again. That's just so good. Proverbs 22 verse 1, Amplified Version. A good name earned by honorable behavior, godly wisdom, moral courage, and personal integrity is more desirable than great riches, and favor is better than silver and gold. You see, a good or valuable name is more desirable than great riches. Why? Because you can make a lot of money on one deal or for a short while, but offer bad service and mess up your name, causing no or little repeat business. Whereas if your name is good, service is good, systems are good, and service delivery is good, you will not only get repeat business, but become the name everyone refers to or looks for when asked, where can I get this, or where can I buy that, or who can I call to get the service? So people look for valuable names. A good name has value which will enable you to keep producing income. Even if everything is taken away from you, you'll be able to reproduce it again because people with value are people who keep up with the latest trends and use common sense, causing them to know what to do. So the Bible tells us that the sons of Issachar, in 1 Chronicles 12, 32, the A part of that verse, it says the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. So the Bible says the sons of Issachar understood the times they were living in, and as a result, which caused them to know what to do. So knowing what to do makes you valuable. There's an old story of two brothers, one a professor of medicine and the other a motor mechanic. Most of the motor mechanic's life was lived in the shadow of his socially celebrated, more educated and qualified brother. Society sang the professor's praises often and he was more highly respected by society at large than his mechanic brother. One day, the two brothers went on a fishing trip together in a very remote place and when suddenly the vehicle they were traveling in broke down. And the professor, with all of his medical value, immediately looked at his mechanic brother and with a look of relief said, I'm so glad that you are here and know what to do because I surely don't. The lesser of the perceived value in the city had now become the voice of great value in the country based upon knowing what to do. 
So value is based upon knowing what to do in any set of circumstances and situations at any given time, despite the industry or qualification, or let me even say this and add this and say in the position that you have. How do you become a person of value? How do you increase your value to get paid more? Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4 in the Living Bible says, any enterprise is built by wise planning, becomes strong through common sense, and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. So you build value and you increase value by planning, using common sense, and keeping abreast of the latest trends in the marketplace. Because your value is attached to your voice. So when you are intentional in planning, using common sense, and keeping abreast of the facts, you are now beginning to develop the value of your voice. Your voice speaks not just of your audible voice that you speak with, but it represents who you are and what value your voice can bring to the marketplace. When someone faces a crisis, when someone needs a service rendered or requires a solution to a problem, whose name do they scroll to in their contact list or whose voice do they Google? Is it yours or is it the opposition's? Opportunity is not lost. It is taken by the opposition. So depending on how loud or well-known and how trusted your voice is in the marketplace will determine who they call. The moment they dial your number and you answer, your voice now can offer value to them. However, if your phone is seldom ringing from clients or prospective clients, it is an indication that you need to increase or improve your value in some shape, form, or size. And as a result of your voice being heard, you are then able to issue an invoice because the value of your voice will determine the value of your invoice. Let me say that again. The value of your voice will determine the value of your invoice. Your invoice is the inventory of your voice. It's industry of services rendered. From a service-based business, it might be a service you rent. It could be a whatever. You could be a doctor. You could be a, a lawyer, whatever. You could solve a problem for somebody. It could be whatever it is. And when, they, when you're finished using their service or getting information from them or solving a problem for you, they then send you an invoice, which is an inventory of all the things they did for you in order to get to the solution of that problem. And there is a number attached to that. And then you must pay them in the relation to the value that they bring. Now the same in your life. When your voice has value and you have to develop the value of that voice, you get paid in relation to your ability to put inventory down on a piece of paper on an invoice and send it to somebody. In the 80s, there was a movie series called Ghostbusters. I want to give away my age. Some of you don't even know what that was. You have to go and Google it uh, to see when the 80s was. It was so. Oh, by the way, I think 80s music is still by far the best music out there. Just my opinion, because you could still hear the people, the words they were singing, and you could actually dance with your girlfriend because it was good music in those days. But in the 80s, there was a movie called Ghostbusters, and the opening two verses from the movie hit song with the same name says, it says, if there's something strange in your neighborhood, I'm getting really old school now, who are you going to call? You call the Ghostbusters. And if there's something weird and it don't look good, who are you going to call? You're going to call Ghostbusters. Ray Parker, you go Google it. For some of you youngsters that don't even know what I'm talking about, go Google on YouTube, Ghostbusters the song, and maybe you can relate to what I'm saying. Okay, I can hear some of you thinking, this guy's not only weird, but he's totally revealed his age as well. I know. It was a weird example, but hey, wait until you, the tune gets stuck in your head. The point is that from busting ghosts, building houses, to buying goods and services, who are they going to call? And the question in closing in this episode, in conclusion of this episode today, is how valuable is your voice? Does your voice value need to be increased or invested in? How much more value can you increase or improve it by? I want to say to you, 
that we're going to unpack a whole lot of these truths as we go along in the section. But I really just want to encourage you. We're going to talk about reading 10 pages a day. We're going to talk about many things. And I realize in my life as well, I'm always having to work at myself all the time because we sometimes we can fall behind in certain things. But one thing I've always strived to do, even this podcast, it's my voice that you're literally hearing. And I had to make a decision to start this. I wrote a few books in lockdown. I've got fresh challenges facing us all the time in Cape Town, the buildings, lands. It's always fresh challenges that are facing us. How to keep sharp and smart as a pastor, as a leader, as a husband, as a father, as a provider. It doesn't end. It never ends because life is moving all the time. And so we have to keep abreast with the facts. As we, we looked at, at the scripture verses in the section, we have to stay abreast like the sons of Issachar. They knew what to do. Any enterprise is built by wise planning and becomes strong through common sense and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. And we're going to look at some of the ways in which we can keep abreast of the facts because, hey, listen, you've got a great future ahead of you, but your value is connected to your voice. So where are you frustrated right now? Where are you bleeding? Where is your business struggling? Where are you afraid? Where are you worried? Where are you thinking, I'm not sure what my future looks like? It's all linked to your value, the relationships you have with people, some relationships you have to break, some relationships you have to pursue again, some relationships you have to start afresh, new relationships to get into new circles, to increase your value. It never ends. And we're going to cover all this. Trust you got something out of this episode today. And I want to say to you, like I said to you at the beginning of this episode, I'm really believing and I'm really declaring over your life that you see a man, a woman who excels in his or her work. He or she will stand before kings and they will not stand before unknown men. Have a great week. Re-listen to this episode, meditate on it, listen to it again, and make that conscious decision. I'm going to increase my value. I'm not going to stay the same. I'm not going to stagnate. I'm not going to regress. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to advance. I'm going to increase my value. I mean, I'm a Bentley. I'm the top playing, paying player for Barcelona. I'm going to go over. Come on. You've got an incredible future. You've got incredible things coming your way. I can't wait to be with you next week. Have an amazing week. Again, like I say, if you found any value here, share it with your world. See you next week. In Jesus' name, amen.